Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of the Multiverse Fancast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mags, and with me, as always, forever, till the end of time, or until the lease runs out on our podcast, is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you doing tonight? Doing awesome. Doing awesome? Awesome sauce. Well, for those of you guys who don't know, we actually just ran our very first Spartan race today. Mm. Yep, and Ronnie <laughs> currently can't move. Yes, we actually... You can't either. I can move slightly. <laughs> slightly more. That's why I'm hosting. But anyway. Um, that and it was your turn. That is my turn to host. We take turns. But um, we literally finished the race about three, four hours ago. Got pizza. Yeah. Had some beverages, and now here we are because we love you guys very much. And tomorrow's Father's Day, and we can't record. Why are you blowing kisses at them? Because we love them. You have to be loud, though. With them. Mwah! 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 Bellissima! That, that was a little bit more Italian mother, but um, all right. So today we are talking about, finally, um, ironically, considering it's the first show of the Flaro universe, we're talking about this season of Arrow. Oh, Flaro, it's just Arrowverse. No, they call it the Flaroverse, too. Only amateurs do. And only the amateurs. Only the people that like Flash more than Arrow <laughs> call it that. Which is probably at this point about 80% of the fan base. Yeah. Solid. Um, definitely a, a controversial season finale. Um, nice. Arguably the weakest of our big, I guess four now. We can say four. Cause yeah. Because we got Supergirl next. But um, we're going to talk about the final episode, Schism. And then we're going to talk the season as a whole. And uh, our kind of speculation, I guess, on the last... Um, the, I said the last season, like they're going to end it. <laughs> on the next season of Arrow. Um, yeah, so, uh, Ronnie, I think you got uh, some news for us to go over first. Some news I'm excited for. Yes, we got a couple things we want to hit up on. Um, first thing we're going to lead off with is we have release dates. Um, so we have a release date for Flash Season 3. It's going to be October 4th. Okay. Very um, cool. Very yep. cool. Um, Arrow Season 5 is going to be October 5th, the day after. Um, and then we have Supergirl Season 2 premiere is October 10th. Okay. Um, so it's their big premiere on the CW. And it's, it's funny that it's happening after. Yeah. That's that's a little... That's a, a unique business marketing yeah. strategy, I guess, they're going to do. Um, do you think it's because they want to start off with Flash? Because it's kind of... Flash has kind of made everyone season... Think question, about it. Like, question. question the universe and where it's going to go. Exactly. That's probably why. Um, then we have Legends of Tomorrow. Season 2 is premiering October 13th. And I think they're still doing a limited run. I don't think they're doing yeah, the 20-ish, 23-ish episodes. No. Um, Really strange considering Legends was a mid-season yeah. last year. It's I guess it did well enough. Yeah. Or it's just I, I, mean, I know gonna, I'm very excited. By the time it. it starts, we're gonna have two episodes of Flash and Arrow already in the books. That's gonna be uh I hope that it kind of addresses some of the timing issues we've had. Yeah. Like the biggest was the Flash Supergirl crossover. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was because separate networks. And we talked about yeah. it in our episode. But um I hope that it kind of alleviates yeah. some of the uh, but we're gonna have is it elections this year? Yeah, we're going to have some uh, some election challenges with our scheduling. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's not too bad, though. No. But um, I'm very excited. Uh, I feel like CW is doing its uh, premiere dates later and later. Yeah. At one point, it was like end of September was mm -hmm. the, was their start dates, and now we got these big... First October. week of October. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Any shows in particular we got to talk about? Um, Actually, three of them. Um, three shows we got to talk about uh, because of casting news. Who's in the cast? Well, I mean, Supergirl is going to be the same cast, with the exception that we have a Superman. We have a Superman besides yes. me. What? Exactly. You're not Superman. I, that. I've been called Superman. No, you haven't. Again, a kid called me Superman today. That's your fault. That's okay. Um, I'll take it. I'm okay <laughs> with it. So, yeah. So, we have Superman. It will be played by Tyler Heckland. Mm-hmm. Um, who you you could not pronounce that name unless you knew how to pronounce it because the spelling's weird. Yeah. Um, now, do you know anything about Tyler Hecklin? Not too much. I've heard some things about him. All right. Um, so I'm Wolf. I'm fairly familiar with him. Um, the first time I saw him was in the movie Hall Pass. Mm -hmm. I don't. Have you ever seen Hall Pass? Yes. He was the baseball player that has the affair with uh, Hot Not. Hot Not. Hot Not. 
But um, so he's in that, and then his big role, what he's known for nowadays, is Teen Wolf. Yeah, um, he played a character named Derek Hale, and mm-hmm. he was kind of the the gruff, bad boy, reluctant mentor character. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's start with what we like. Um, he could definitely look the part. Yes. He just got to you know change his hair a little bit. Yeah. Um, no. Anything else we like about it? Uh, the fact that he does look older than Melissa Benoist. All right, but let, let's let's stop there. You and I discussed this, yeah. and um, I, I have a slight challenge. He and I are exactly 10 days apart in age. Yeah. He was born September 11th, 87. I was born September 21st, 87. <laughs> I couldn't talk for a second. Edit. But, um, so he's 28. Yes. Um, he could probably portray a convincing 30-year-old. Yeah. Supergirl is in her very early 20s. Um, 20 at the youngest. Mm-hmm. I'd say 24 at the oldest. Yeah. Um, we saw that she landed on Earth around age 12-ish. Yeah. 10, 10 to 13, we'll, we'll guesstimate. Um, and he was already full-grown and established as Superman. I just feel like as far as... They're going to look too similar in age, and he's going to be so young. No, I don't see I don't see that, because Melissa Benoist, who, from Glee, played a high schooler, and she looked like she was 16 years old, and she so, still does. So how old are we going to say this Superman is? Is 30 too young? No, that's perfect. You want to say 30 and she's 22? Yeah. So maybe eight years? So let's say she was at most 13, 14. Yeah. Uh, and then he was about 21, 22-ish. Yeah. I mean, that, that's believable to a degree. I just, um, I know I have a challenge with it. Just such a young, especially because we have Man of Steel where he's 33 when he becomes Superman. Yeah. We got Smallville where he was about 25-ish when he became Superman. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it can work. I'm just, I'm a little nervous and also, I haven't seen him kind of do the, the the acting required of Superman. And yeah. we don't know if he's going to portray Clark Kent and Superman or just yeah. one or the other. Um, it's interesting that they picked a TV actor. Yeah. Um, because it opens up the possibilities of what he's going to do. And he's not, he's not like a small name. Like, yeah. he, he's probably B-list when it comes to television. Like, he's known-ish. But, um, and he's a good following. But um, I want to see if... He makes the ship. Yeah. Him him on Arrow with uh, Stephen Amell would be a lot of fun. Yes. I really want to see how yep. Stephen Amell deals with uh, Kara. It's gonna, or yeah. not Stephen Amell, Oliver Queen, how yeah. he deals with uh, Supergirl. Especially, I think you and I were talking about how Oliver's always kind of been the big fish. Yeah. Like Barry looks up to Oliver. Yeah. And um, I kind of want to see Oliver almost out of his league with yeah. Supergirl. But... Um, yeah, so we're we're excited. I think yeah. it's fair to say we're we're curious, we're we're interested. We've I hope they kind of deal with the whole Superman on Supergirl issue. Um, because I know a lot of people are like, we don't need texting or silhouettes, we need we need an explanation as yeah. to why he's not more heavily involved. Yes. Now, WB always had kind of this I don't want to say it was an unwritten rule, but um do you think any chance of Batman no. since we're getting Superman finally? Nope. No? Nope. None. None. Well, then that just puts a kibosh on my conversation. Next! <laughs> um, next, we'll go into um, Legends. Um, Legends of Tomorrow. Another casting news with that is Nick Zano will be playing Citizen Steel. Citizen Steel. Yes. Um, do you know anything about Nick Zano? Um, not really. Um, he was the... Uh, he had a main role as Arthur in the Minority Report TV show. Of which I saw one episode. Yeah. And that was at Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, he had the whole cast come out, so... he's really hasn't been in too much stuff. At least, like, movie-wise, nothing, nothing big. No big movies he was in. Um, TV shows. Like, there's some big name, like... Uh, Big name TV shows mm-hmm. that he was part of, but like you know, it was only like minor an ones. episode here or three episodes in this one nothing series. Nothing like solid. Nothing, yeah, nothing crazy other than just the Minority Report. Really, I mean, he had a recurring role in Nine Hundred Two One Zero. I mean, Two Broke Girls, which 
is pretty big nowadays. Oh yeah, that's that. I um, love that show. Yeah, I find it very funny. I mean, Melrose Place, Seventh Heaven, One Tree Hill. He played himself. So he's been around. Yeah. So he's been around for years in TV, but. He's like not a big. He's like a C player, probably. Like no yeah. offense to him. Well, speaking of C player, he's playing a character named Citizen Steel, yeah. also known in the comics as uh, Commander Steel or just Steel. And there's been Jack. No, not that Steel. That's <laughs> Steel. But um, there's been a couple of different Citizen Steels, about three. Um, Me, myself, and I. Yeah, and they're all. I think they're related to. I think grandsons, but. Um, the, the typical kind of super strengthish characters. Yeah. Um, I really don't know too much about him. I can't no. even, you know. But um, I guess they're adding him because he is part of the Justice Society. That I do know. Yeah. Um, he's, he's kind of like a poor man Superman. <laughs> seriously, though. Uh, so, you know, the cool thing about them bringing in kind of these B-list, C-list characters is we don't have a solid comparison. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to bring in Superman. We're going to compare him to Henry Cavill Superman. Oh, yeah. This, this character has a fresh start. We yes. really can't compare we, him to anything. Yeah. Um, hop right into our other um, casting news um, for Arrow. Um, news broke out that for season five, we will have a new vigilante, mm-hmm. um, Wild Dog, um, who's going to be played by Rick Gonzalez. Now, that name sounds familiar. Yes. What what are some things we've seen him in? Um, we saw him in actually one of my favorite movies, Coach Carter. That is a great movie. Um, he was in that. He had main role in that. Um, he was also in um, Old School. Yeah, he played Spanish. Yep, that was his actual yeah. name. Um, he's been in a couple other things too. He's definitely um, a little bit more. Yeah. He, like he's you a see him in a known. bunch of things. Yeah, you see him in a bunch. Um, but off the top of my head, I do know his big stuff is Coach Carter and um, Old School. Yeah. Um, we're we're definitely going to talk about this. Yeah. Um, we're going to save it, though, I think, for our what's in the future discussion for season five. Yeah. Season five of Arrow yes. when it comes out. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about Wild Dog then, yeah. Yeah. Very, very Casey Jones-esque. Yes. Um, all right, cool. Does that wrap up our news? Do we have anything else we want to discuss or? Um, no, that's, that's all our news for casting and everything. Yeah. All right. Very cool. So let's jump into the, the last episode of season four of Arrow titled Schism. Schism. What's a schism? Schism. What's a schism? Yes. So this was episode 23. Um, little synopsis here. Little. Um, yeah. Damien Dark steals the laptop, keeping him locked out of Rubicon and launches over 15,000 nuclear missiles, giving the team two hours to prevent worldwide annihilation. With Star City citizens rioting, Oliver addresses everyone directly, inspiring hope in them to stay strong, while Felicity and Curtis divert the missile aimed at Star City. Oliver goes after Dark, while Felicity, Merlin, and Thea track down Rubicon. Felicity is able to convince Cooper to stop helping Dark, and Curtis devises a means to stop the missiles. Oliver is able to nullify Dark's powers with the hope he inspired throughout the city. While the citizens of Star City take on Dark's remaining men, Oliver and Dark physically battle, with Oliver killing Dark. Afterward, Lance, Thea, and Diggle leave the team for new lives, and Oliver is appointed mayor. In flashbacks, Ryder and... Tayana fight. Tayana is able to drain Ryder's life force enough for Oliver to kill him. After Oliver is forced to kill Tayana at her rest, at her request, when she is unable to escape the darkness within, Mm -hmm. Oliver radios Amanda Waller to rescue the rest of the prisoners and keep the idol safe. (sighs) What? Like that synopsis makes it seem like there's a lot going on in this episode. There was a lot. Um, do you want to start with the good or start with the bad? I I enjoyed this one. We I thoroughly enjoyed this episode too. I mean, uh, I know you and I talked after, and like we have some nitpicks. Yeah. But for the most part, it's it's more the uh, the execution of certain scenes. Yeah. Like let's take for instance Oliver's inspiring speech to the citizens of Star yeah. City. In concept, it was really cool. Like I love that sort of thing because 
it shows how effective Oliver Queen is. He doesn't yes. have to be the Green Arrow to inspire. But um, I know you and I were kind of laughing about, he just got up in the car and started talking to everybody. He's like, oh, let me drop my riot equipment and yeah. listen to this guy who, you know, I guess most people know, but not everybody knows. Uh, yeah. I Do think you know everyone any of our mayoral candidates? No. no. <laughs> who? We have mayor. We have mayors. But, Which um, one? Uh, how do you feel about um, Oliver killing Damien Dark? I'm okay with it. I'm, I mean, look, look at our previous seasons. All the villains die. Except for Slade Wilson. He's yeah. the only one that's still currently alive. Yes. Locked up on uh, Leandia. Um, I thought it was kind of a step backwards. I understood the reasoning of it. I just feel like... It had to be done. I think that they could have done it in a way like the hope that it was inspired. You see like the uh, the the totem just explode. And then suddenly you have this depowered... Like obviously Damien Dark, he knows who Oliver is. He knows the entire all their secrets. He can't survive. And yeah. I get that. I just feel like um, there are better ways if they had locked him away on the end. Because imagine him and Slade Wilson working together. That'd be just a fun buddy count. That that's our spinoff right there. Yeah. The next well, Flareoverse episode. Damien Dark doesn't really have anything other than magic, though. He's a smart guy, though, and he can obviously fight. He he took up he took on Oliver yeah. effectively, but I love his his stunt double did a great job with his fake hair. It, it's really hard to watch. Sometimes. There was no stunt double. Oh my gosh. Um, so I enjoyed kind of that aspect, like the inspiring hope, and you know Oliver kind of had his happy ending finally. Like, we had it last year with him driving off into the sunset with Felicity, but I like this one better where it's like... Um, I don't know if you can consider this a happy ending. He got his he got his role as mayor. He saved his city. He saved, he saved the world, basically. But he did lose everyone in his life. Except for his odd ex-girlfriend now. Ex-fiance, actually. I still say ex-girlfriend. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Think about it. He, he lost Laurel. He lost Thea. He lost Diggle. Well, Diggle, he, Diggle re-enlisted. Yeah. That was a surprise. I yeah. didn't see that coming. And he lost Lance. Like, him and Lance got close. Mm. You know? So, really, there's no one left except for Felicity. And even that's, like, Strange. we only work together. Work together. Like, I, I think, actually, one of my favorite relationships on the show is Oliver and Lance. Because it, it always, it's so tumultuous. It's constantly yeah. in, in flux. You never know where it's going to go. Um, and it all makes sense, too. It's very organic, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, the, I see where people are hating on it a little bit. No. It, it kind of wrapped everything up really neatly. Uh, the thing I love about Arrow is they always had stakes, and they were not afraid to... Yeah. Like, when they blew up that, that town with the nuke... Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And, well, not cool, that's more... <laughs> um, yeah, right? The thing I like about Arrow is they're, they're not afraid to do things like that. Like, season one, their season one finale was epic just because they did not hold back with, yeah. uh, with the the glades being destroyed. Yeah. I, I feel like season two, almost everything was a little too easy. Yeah, a little bit. But, um... I don't know, what else do we want to talk about about this episode? Do we want to talk about um our smart team? Our smart team? What's yeah. our smart team? Felicity and Curtis? Felicity and Curtis. I thoroughly enjoy Curtis whenever he's on screen. Yeah. Um, he he brings a sense of humor, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, he's also, he's pretty tough. Like, we've oh, seen yeah. him do, like, his, his flips and stuff, and stuff like that. But um, I really want to see him take a bigger role next year. I think we will, seeing as how, I mean, who knows how far in advance Season five will take place. Probably, but um, typical is like six months. Yeah, but um, because think about it, we're not. Who knows what Diggle's role is going to be in this, or where he's going to even be? Exactly. Um, I mean, they're all as far as I know, none of them have said they're not coming back for season five. As far as we know, they're all confirmed. Yeah. So I mean, we don't know to what extent. We don't know if it's going to be, um. Kind of jumping ahead a little bit mm-hmm. is um, the whole wild dog thing. Yeah. Like, are they going to come back to help Oliver with wild dog? It, um, it would make sense if they did. Yeah. Like, not right away. Like, maybe like three, four know. episodes in. And those first couple episodes, that it could just be Oliver, um, 
Felicity and Curtis. That that'd be team, an interesting team, you know. Or it's gonna be maybe like season three where it opens up like you were in season three. Roy was in costume. Yeah. Uh, Black Canary was more officially part of the team, I guess. Yeah. Or just Canary because Sarah was just Canary. She wasn't yeah. the Black Canary. Um, we don't know if Wild Dog's the big villain. We just know he's a big story. Yeah. Yes, he's. It's just said that he's going to be. A, a vigilante. Almost like an antagonist. Yes. Not not the main um, But almost like a Punisher mm. in the Daredevil Netflix series. And we're definitely um, going to discuss that because yes. you and I had a you and I had a very long conversation yes. about um, that comparison because that's yeah. what they also said. It's been mentioned. Yeah. But um, we don't know who the big bad is of no. this season. I know they waited pretty long for Damian Dark to be announced as the bad guy. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't find out until... Well, Stephen Amell also said he wanted a more grounded season, that the show works better when it's not big scales. Yeah. Because that's the problem. Like, you introduce the metahumans and the superpowers and the magic and all that, and suddenly yeah. this this street-level vigilante isn't a street-level vigilante. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's like a superhero. And I'm cool yeah. with that. Like, the fact that Green Arrow saved the world, and like, yeah. I thought that was really cool. I wouldn't say the Green Arrow saved the world. A combination of Green Arrow and I, Oliver Queen. I, I, I I would say the team. The team, yes. Because if it wasn't for Felicity and Curtis, we could have had 15,000 missiles. Oh, yeah. Well, they would have all died. Yeah. That, you in know. that two hours. So it was a team effort. It was definitely um, a team effort. That That's Arrow's thing, though. Arrow's not one-on-one. It started off that way. Yeah. And it was really, like, I still love when originally, like, Oliver would try and evade Diggle. Yeah. And, like, go to Felicity with these awkward requests. Yeah. And drop some coffee on it. It has bullet holes. Very aggressive coffee. Yeah, like, I, I think that's what we're going to see is just more of his season one, him doing everything. Um, most likely, I mean, I, I think it's going to be the whole thing with Felicity trying to convince him that he needs help. He shouldn't do it by himself. It's going to be a blah, weird... Blah, blah. It's going to be a weird dynamic shift. Yeah. It's almost going to be like Barry at the start of season two. Yeah. Where everybody's trying to convince him that he needs the team. Yep. Um, I hope that they kind of get back to the street level stuff. I want to see the Green Arrow like stopping muggers and yeah. and stopping, you know, robberies and stuff like yeah. that. I think that that's always... I, I like a superhero that deals with that but can deal with the big mm-hmm. stuff. I, I always think that, that it, it adds a layer and um, in the comics, that's like Green Arrow's thing. He's very liberal. He's very, you know, fight for the little guy. Avoid, yeah. you know, the big, let let the big boys play in the big boy playgrounds. Yeah. Um, I hope he gets the goatee. Not going to lie. I know they keep <laughs> saying that he's never going to get it. But um, yeah. on, we follow Steven and Amel on uh, Snapchat. And he had uh, a very nice goatee growing at one point, And he teased all the fans. And then he was like, yep. just kidding, shaving it all. Yeah. But um, I think that this episode... Is getting a bad, I don't want to say bad rep, but a bad ranking just because um, the other episodes were so big, especially Legends of Tomorrow. I still feel like that had the strongest yeah. finale. I because th- like I said, this this one wasn't bad. It wasn't like wow, that was awesome. Everything was just so but, easy. But like it was, it was, it was a very good season finale episode. Very good, but compared to what Flash did and what legends did it's kind of like okay it wasn't as good as those so mm-hmm. it's not that good but at least that's what the critics think um like i said i disagree i thought it was really good well you know the the critics i always go to first are ign mm-hmm. um i really enjoy ign um because they're fans first and then they're critics yeah um i also follow jeremy johns on yeah. youtube and he'll do uh he did a season two finale uh video for the flash but he hasn't done anything for arrow yet um Arrow was a very strange season. Like, it, it had a lot of ups and downs. Like, there were some really great moments in this yeah. season. Um, do we want to say anything else about the season finale? Or do we want to jump into the season as a whole? Um, I said we just jump into the season as a whole because, I mean, we really hit everything. It was really just Felicity and Curtis trying to stop the missiles. Which was cool. Which was cool. They, they, they did it. And then, you know, we did talk, talk about the big fight scene, which... Which was really cool to see, like, the citizens, yeah. like, come up and be like, he's right, let's grab what we can and go fight these guys. It reminded me slightly of The Dark Knight Rises and that people are comparing it, but the thing about that is, the people were inspired by their hero. 
Yeah. The Green Arrow is their hero, despite yes. he's only technically been around, you know, since yeah. since the start of the ghost attacks. Um he he definitely inspired and I love Curtis's lines to him where it's just like, you know, we were gonna leave. My my yeah. husband and I or fiance, whatever it was. Yeah. We were gonna go and we saw the Green Arrow on TV and he inspired us and he reminded us that this city is worth fighting, fighting for. Yep. Um it I like it because in Flash, we've seen a little bit of how much the Flash had an impact on the city. Yeah. Mostly in the beginning of season two. Yeah. Like they had Flash Day and, you know, Jitters has yeah, the, the Flash, flash drink. drink. And I still love the line to uh, Oliver. Oliver's like, they named a drink after you. And he goes, maybe if you save Star City, they'll name one after you. He did. I wonder if he'll get one now. And he hit the Green Arrow. Or even <laughs> Oliver Queen. It's just Guinness. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the episode, though, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, do we want to get the episode a ranking? Yeah. I'm gonna give it a three five. Solid. Solid three five. Yep. Um, above average, but you know, like the fours are really the only the season finales of Arrow that I give anything higher to are um, the season one finale has a solid four. It's yeah. really good. Season two, that finale, I, I think I'd give it a five. Yeah, that was probably the best finale of all four of these shows. Well, you know what? It was so high risk like the yeah. drones coming and he's fighting Slade and I I love when they edited the, the flashbacks with the yeah. presents back when the flashbacks really meant something because yeah. that's the only thing that's really lowering it also for this episode the flashbacks amounted to <laughs> nothing besides um, his knowledge of magic his connection to John Constantine which we're going to talk yeah. about in the whole season overview um, and um, him going to Russia yes it also kind of put into the effect of why he knows he can't defeat Damien Dark. Everyone's like, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. And he's, and, like, and he's like, I've no, seen I've seen this with two people. There's no way. He knows that how dangerous exactly. it is. Um, so th- this flashback was mad, but it, it's it still worked with the storyline. Um, That's fair. But yeah, no, I give it a 3-5 also. Okay. Solid 3-5, yep. Um like I said, it was my lowest ranking out of all the season finales, but... Even season three? Oh, I just meant out of all our shows. Oh, yeah, 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 out of all yeah. of our shows. Out of the, all this, four. The current seasons. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought you meant out of Arrow as a whole. No. Season three... Is still the weakest. It's still the weak, But not too weak. Like, I would give that, like, a three. Actually, season three, the thing I love most about it was uh, Arsenal. Yeah. Like, he, he really brought it up. And Laurel, too. Yeah. Finally becoming the yeah. Black Mary. Um, but, yeah, you want to go jump into the season? Yeah, let's let's talk the season. Um, see, season four of Arrow, the big stories. I think there were two. It was twofold. It was yeah. the idea of creating hope, which culminated in this episode nicely, and the introduction of magic. Yes. Um, magic was handled super well. Yes. It you know the problem with magic, especially in DC, is it's it could be a lot of like hokey kind of spells and yeah. easy jokes. Um, but this. They took it to a whole new level. And they made Damien Dark seem incredibly terrifying with his power. Oh, yeah. um, I would have loved to see Barry interact with him a little bit more. We only saw it once when he kind of zooms in, saves yeah. him, zooms out. Um, I would have loved to see Damien Dark wipe the floor with Barry. Yeah. Because we saw Vandal Savage when he used the magic staff. It, it Barry had trouble yeah. against it. Um, the introduction of magic was cool. Now, the thing that this season did the best for me, and I don't know about you, is mm-hmm. um, it's strong guests and supporting characters. And I think that the two yeah. biggest were definitely John Constantine yep. and Vixen. Yes. Um, I, I, You know, that's the one problem when you look at a show and its guest stars are almost sometimes better. Yeah. Um, Constantine was such a big deal, and when we did our Constantine episode or discussed Constantine, I don't know, if, were we doing the podcast that far back? Mm-hmm. I don't think so, no. Um, I know I was a big fan of Constantine's show, and I know you watched the first episode with me because my DVD player stopped working, <laughs> so we couldn't watch Supernatural. <laughs> um, yep. So, he was a great character. He was a great addition. He fit beautifully in, and they made the flashbacks work for him, and, you know, I know you and I both are kind of open to the idea, especially, of him popping back up. I yeah. know it's really a question of the actor, Matt Ryan, yeah. his scheduling. Um, I mean... Now that we don't have Damien Dark, how is he going to be used? That's the only thing. Like I with, still say his best fit would be on Legends. Yeah. Um, like him and Vixen. Like, I love them both. 
Um, it would be like I don't know if I would watch a TV series about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I highly recommend. I haven't yeah. seen the Vixen animated show, no. but uh, Constantine is a great show. Yeah, and the thing that works best is he's such a flawed character. Yeah, and at the same time, one of the most powerful characters in existence in DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt Ryan just does such a great job. Oh with yeah, him. like he just. If you watch Constantine and then watch this episode, it's like he he didn't miss a beat. Yeah. Like getting right back into it. Um, the only problem with Constantine on this show was he was on NBC beforehand, and um, yeah, they had an NBC budget, and an NBC budget is definitely slightly different than the CW's budget. Yeah, just um, a little bit. His magic on the CW was kind of I don't want to say lame. But they didn't it really was... show his magic too much, mm. I feel like. I feel like um, we saw him doing the spell on Sarah. We saw him kind of on Lian Yu find the, the gateway using yeah. like the leaves and stuff like that. Um, the thing, though, that was great about him was uh, his jabs at NBC. Yeah. Um, when they first released the trailer for that episode, it ends with him lighting his lighter, which was the same one from his show, because it's a big staple of the character. Yeah. And um, he goes... On with the show, then. Yeah. Which was funny. And then um, he has Felicity gathering ingredients, and one thing is uh, a peacock feather. Yep. And they're like, what do you need this for? And he just scratches his, like... I think they were on it to imply that he was actually scratching his his butt. Yeah. But he scratches his back and then throws away. He's like, that's it. Yep. Um, and obviously, for those of you guys who don't know, NBC's logo is the peacock. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk Vixen? Because, like, we could go on and on about yeah. Constantine alone. Vixen, we saw a lot more of her magic than we did with Constantine. And magic. visually, it was so oh, yeah. good. Like, All the different animals trying to break the stone and everything. If you had to explain to somebody Vixen's powers, like, you, you'd you see it in your head. It's kind of goofy almost. It's almost like, um, sorry, I'm going here, but Harry Potter. Yeah, no, no, go. go you know what it. I mean? With the Patronums, you know, you have the stags and stuff like that. Like, that's basically what it is. It's just she's creating these different, like, animals or whatever, using their strengths and abilities. Yeah, that it's a cool ability. Yes. And it was fun to kind of see that contrast in Damien Dark's kind of generic move yeah. things with my mind. Kind of like the Force. Yeah, that's you know pretty I mean? much what he had. Yeah, he had the Force, and she had, like, cool animals. Yeah. Um... I thought it was really cool to see that. And also, the cool thing about these characters is we got constant mentions of them. Yeah. The best was, well, what about Constantine? Oh, he's in hell. He's like, and then Diggle's like, oh, is it that bad? He's like, no, he's literally in hell. Yeah. Um, and you and I have discussed before, and I'm sure we discussed it on the, on the podcast itself, but um, it opens up the idea of heaven and hell for these shows. because For con- a supernatural crossover. No, we do. <laughs> well, fun facts for those who are supernatural fans, Castiel, fan favorite, his look was based off of John Constantine. Yeah. Um, maybe over the summer we can do an episode about Constantine if you ever you know finish up because there's some really cool Constantine stuff both in the comics and out. Yeah. Um, but like that's another thing that we gotta find out closure about. Like Oliver Queen says that Constantine's in hell. Yeah. So Oliver's completely a Constantine has cell phone service, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just hanging out with Lucifer. He looks well, like I mean, Mark Pellegrino. I mean, look at Castiel and Supernatural. In heaven, he has yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, I mean... Well, and also that opens up in... There's the DC show Lucifer. Yes. Who knows what kind Black of Fox. other... Yeah, and so, like, heaven and hell exist in the DC universe, so... we'll see Constantine in one of those episodes. Seriously, it would be so nice to see that kind of continuity. Because apparently there was a Supergirl poster in an episode of Lucifer. Um, I know that that's a lot of... Uh, logistics with the networks yeah but um like the, the possibilities are huge for this multiverse oh, yeah. um but they also mentioned vixen um more not like what is she doing but remember when vixen was here yeah remember what vixen said that was and that was more on the diggle side what would vixen do what would vixen do <laughs> um turn into a gorilla now uh I, I thoroughly enjoyed some of the supporting cast, yeah. and obviously Damien Dark was such a great villain. Oh, yeah. He was so campy and over-the-top. To be honest, I think he might be my favorite villain on all our shows. Even uh, of this season? Or in general? All of them, in general. You'd put him over uh, Slade Wilson? Yes. Eobar Thawne? Yes. He's, he's definitely up there. Um, I think Zoom might be my number one. Eobard, um, Eobard, Thon. Oh, no, uh, Zoom. Hunter Solomon. Yes. Really? Um, he might be my... The first half of the season, yes. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, was uh, yeah, I mean, Slade Wilson was cool and everything. Like he was, you well, know, he was a tough guy and he was a little scary. But I mean, Damian Dark was like malicious and and, and vindictive. Like, yeah, like he, <laughs> when you create a villain, that's exactly what you want. Oh yeah, you know. So I think he might be my. And he also had villain. big stakes. Yeah, like Slade was just like. I want to hurt Oliver Queen. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Merlin and, and Damian Dark are like, we're going to destroy things. Yeah. And they both kind of had the same intention of, you have to destroy it to make it better and yeah. save it. Then Damian Dark's like, my wife died. I'm killing everyone. Yeah. Just, everybody's going. Yeah. Bye. Deuces. Merlin was like, I just want to destroy this part of the city. And now it's, I want to save my daughter. Yeah. And Damian Dark was like, well, I want to destroy the whole city. Oh, you killed my wife? Uh, the whole planet's dying. I got nothing else. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, as far as, like, the, uh, the, the guests and new characters, we got some really strong ones. Curtis. Curtis! Oh, we can't even go on. He's terrific. Yeah. Ah, no. he, um, he was my favorite. I hope no. they kind of do what they did with Roy, and just, next season, he just starts off, like, just starting on the streets. Yeah. I want to see it. Um, because he is going to be a season, a series regular. Series. Series. Yep. Um, you want to talk about some of our returning characters and what we liked and didn't like? Yeah, you want to, um... Well, who do you want to start with? Let's Laurel? start with the weakest. So, Laurel? No. Felicity. Yeah, Felicity pretty much is just there for the drama. It. She's the CW personified. Yeah, I mean... We like, love like, Does she have too. an important role? Yes, it's very important because she is the brains of the operation. But we have the baggage that goes with that yes. importance. Um, let, let's preface this by saying we do love the character. Oh, yeah, Felicity. definitely. Especially seasons one and two where she's just like that awkward, yeah. um, funny comic relief almost. Yes. And um, like she's gorgeous, she's she's smart, She's she makes us laugh. She's great. We yes. love her. Their choices with her and Oliver, when they gave in to the fans and were like, we're going to make Elicity happen, that's where they really dropped the ball. Yes. If, if there was no Elicity this season, I think the season would have been a lot better. Been a lot better. So. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of the drama you can have. I don't care if you want to do the whole, they were together, and then it just they broke out. out. Yeah. But the fact that they... Dragged it on for Ever. 21 episodes. Because really there was no drama this episode or the previous one. It yeah. all kind of stopped around that But it, it also has been resolved. There's no full resolution. There it's, is. She doesn't want to go back with him. Yeah. Stupid. He's so handsome. Seriously, though, what was she thinking? But, um, but yeah, she was kind of there just for the drama... The, the, like you said, this season, previous seasons, yeah, and pretty much to this season too. She, she's the brains of the operation. Without her, oh god, they would have been dead. Yeah, the whole world would have ended. Pretty much. Um, so it's it's not that we're really like relegating her importance to nothing. It's really just that it, it's the drama that was it's, added. Yeah, it's the um, non arrow team stuff. Yeah, that we didn't like about her. And you know what? I really... I just want to show about the Green Arrow. Like, yeah, we got to get the Oliver Queen stuff and that kind of yeah. stuff. But I feel like we really just... That's what we're looking for as yes. fans. We want to see the, the guy in the costume saving people. We want to see season one again. Pretty much, yeah. yeah just without as much killing. In my, for me. I know Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie's cool with the killing. I'm, all, I'm, I'm down with the killing. Yeah, you and I even uh, had no problem with Batman and all of his death tolls. Yeah. Um, or Superman. Or hey, um, no. I mean, as far as like characters go, though, Felicity, they just didn't know what to do with her, so they yeah. gave her and Oliver a thing, and it just did not go yeah. well. Um, you want to talk Oliver then, since we were right there? Um, yeah. I mean, his growth this season was really good. Yeah. Um, his his kind. He every season he's kind of changed who he is a little bit. Yeah. Um, season one, Ruthless Killer, this is my list, this is what I have to do. And he has to learn how to be more than that. Yes. Season two, he's dealing with Tommy's death, and he's like, I don't want to kill people anymore. I want to help people. Yes. Season three, it's the, I have to be able to trust the people around me and have them trust me. And now this season was the hope concept. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. It was the hope concept, 
mixed in more towards the end, mixed in with, I understand now that some people I have to kill, mm-hmm. but not everybody has to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, going from, you know, episode one to episode 23, he, he probably grew the most. Yeah. Um, and I think Laurel's death had a really big yeah. part of that. Yeah. We still don't know what she said to him. No. Which I don't think we'll ever find out. And I'm okay with that. I am too. I, I mean, do I, would I like to know? Yes. I feel am like it was I, just something about her father. Yeah. Just like, you know, keep him keep safe or, around. you know, protect yeah. him or whatever it is. Yeah. Make sure he's happy and he doesn't do anything stupid. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, Diggle, let, I mean, his biggest character moment was definitely uh, the death of his brother. Yes. And I will still say that watching him smack Rube Dark was like, that was a hard thing to watch, but at the same time, was kind of like awesome. But um, I kind of, I get, his character made sense. Like, he was yeah. always kind of the rock, and then when the rock gets cracked, it's got to reform. Yeah. So having him, and also his wife, she's a soldier too. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We expected Felicity drama with her, because he's like, I can't tell her what really yeah. happened. And then she catches him, and she's like, dude, there's something going on with you that you're not telling me, so you need to be honest. And, yeah. he, and he goes the honest route, and I'm like, Felicity, who freaked out at Oliver's illegitimate yeah. child, she's just like, you're a soldier. This is yeah. war. I understand. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he he was, again, he was just there to be a rock. And that's what he, that's his yeah. role, and that's that, what we exactly. love for him. Um, OG Team Arrow. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, who do you want to hit up next? Do you want to do uh, Thea or Laurel? Let's do Thea. Um, Save the death for last. Seriously, though. Well, then we got to talk Merlin before. Uh, who's Merlin? Uh-huh. Yeah, seriously, though. So, uh, Thea I didn't really... I her, her, she, They didn't know what to do with yeah, her. Yeah, she's another one that had her moments. Um, her, her fighting and... Her, her fighting and then during the mayoral race... Oh, yeah, kind of seeing her um, take on a little bit, like, that role. Yeah, like was a little business role and stuff like that. that and we forget how cool. smart she really is. Yes. And how, so, like, she's talented. Like, in season one, when Oliver comes home, she's got, like, the archery uh, trophies and stuff like that yeah. in her room. Um, we, we forgot a lot about how Thea's not dumb. She just yeah. partied too hard. Yes. Um, her and uh, Supergirl's sister should go out one night. <laughs> oh, um, God. Oh, God. <laughs> What a night. You'll drive them home. Yep. Yep. What? And then, you know, Supergirl will fly you home <laughs> with her fist. But, um... Seriously. Seriously, though. Um, I... Thea, like... At first, it was the bloodlust thing. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I really... It wasn't really necessary, and then nothing really came of it. Um, I mean... Really, it kind of did, if you think about it. I mean, you had the whole Sarah with the same thing. Oh, we were talking um, about Sarah, so we got yeah. to touch base on her a little. Um, but it kind of showed that what happened to her kind of put up a little defense against Damien Dark. Well, here's my here's my big challenge. We had two characters uh, resuscitated by the Lazarus Pit. Obviously, the Constantine thing helped Sarah regain her soul, and you know that's one thing. But it's said that they both had this bloodlust. Yeah. And if Thea doesn't kill anyone. She starts to die. Yeah. We never see that effect with Sarah, because as far as we know, she doesn't kill a lot of people on Legends. No. Um. Well, she got fixed. How did she get fixed? Constantine. No, because remember, she tried to kill... She shot people. And she, she said, she's like, you know... I mean... The bloodlust is making me do this. That's why I have to leave. I don't know. I mean... Who knows? Maybe going through... St- Time <laughs> messes what, up. What in doubt? Just use time as right? your excuse. Um. Yeah, I, that could just be a continuity thing with legends. Mm. You know. I guess you know it's hard to keep track of all the shows, and we yeah. get it as fans. But like as podcasters, we have to cut things into pieces. But um, so like for for Speedy, I really think that they could have done more. Yeah. Or at least just as long as they just pick something and kind of stuck her to it. Because that leads to our biggest challenge, which is Laurel. But um, 
Malcolm Merlin was in this show. Did you know that? Who's Malcolm Merlin? Oh, he's the guy that only wants to save his daughter, lost his hands. Oh, you mean that limp glove that he wears? Oh, God, that thing's too funny. It's like they were sca- like scrounging around the uh, d- uh, process department. They're like, what do we have? Seriously. Get the aluminum foil. Seriously, though, that was pathetic. It, it I will, really I will say was. pathetic. I don't care. That was pathetic. I'm like, really? You couldn't even just like get a fake hand? To stick in there or something, like, make it... I missed his stump at one point. I was like, just give him the stump back. Yeah. That was... I don't know. That was something else. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Malcolm Merlin kind of played a big role. He was Damian Dark's right-hand man. Uh, He didn't have a right-hand, no. (laughs) That's why I said that. That was good. That was a good pun. I'll give you that 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 was a pun there. Well Uh done. Um, But I did, like, you know... The only side he's ever really on is his daughters. Like, if he's he wants to destroy the world to save it, but he yeah. also really just wants power. Yeah, that's like his biggest thing. You know, when he was Ra's al Ghul, at he's first. power hungry. Um, I liked Nissa and him. They had great interactions early yeah. on. Um, I liked Nissa as a character. She was somebody who returned that we didn't even mention, but um, because she's only in about five, six episodes, yeah. but she's always very powerful, emotional, uh, emotionally. But is she still married to Oliver? Are they still married? Yeah. Good for him. Right? Even though she's a lesbian. Marry her and Felicity? Or almost marry Felicity. Yeah, marry Laurel now. Who's Laurel? Alright, let's talk Laurel. <laughs> um, I don't know any Laurels. Tell me, come on, stop that. We, You and I both agreed that we love Laurel. Yes. Um, even in like season, what was it, two or three, when two when she was like a two. drug addict. Yep. Um, like... They, they took a long time to finally find their groove with Laurel, and unfortunately, in the same then, season they find her... two episodes later. They, like, kill her. Um, yeah, you and I were pretty upset about that. Um, not just because it was Laurel. Like, they could have killed anybody and it would have had a very big amount. Like, if they killed Diggle, there would have been... I would have been a lot more upset if they killed Diggle. Fair enough. Um, and I agree with that to a point. Um, but like we said during the death episode, you know, Laurel was just... They took so long to really make her awesome yeah. and make her into the Black Canary just a killer. Yeah. Um, they brought Laurel in on uh, Flash as the Black Siren, yeah. but it's said that Flashpoint, anything that happens with Flash is not going to change Laurel. That's what the producers have said. That's what the cast has said. Yeah. Laurel's gone forever. We, we're, I think you and I are both pretty bummed about it. Yeah, I am. Um, I think it would have been... Cool, maybe even if you just had her not as Black Canary, but just as Black Siren on Arrow. I, you know, I mean, it it would be cool if imagine if that is their there's villain. Their oh, villain for season villain. five. I'd be okay with that. You know, yeah. Um, because she has the new tech and the voice modulator. Oh no, she's a metahuman. Well, yeah. They, they finally... Because in the comics, that's what she's... She, yeah. Black Canary has the weirdest origin in the comics. Like, you... I have to show you, like, an origin of Black Canary one of these days, because it is strange. Yeah. She was, like, taken to another dimension as a child and raised there. It's it's very weird. But, um, yeah, she... Her powers are come from her mother. Yeah. In the comics, but, uh, obviously it's a little bit different in this show. But, um... Do you want to talk season as a whole, since we kind of touched on all the main characters and the plots? Yeah. Um, do we want to do with what our favorite episode was? Do you want to talk about... Oh, you know what my favorite episode is. <clears throat> Mine, too. You want to say the, the, Constantine, the Constantine episode? The Constantine episode was probably the strongest episode yes. of the season. Um, and that had everything to do with Matt Ryan's performance. That, I mean, it was well-scripted. It was... Everything about it was... And it was so perfect. super organic. It yes, really definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was probably my favorite episode because it just it flowed perfect and everything like that. Um, there was really nothing wrong with it. It was honestly probably their strongest episode ever. Yeah, and like the cool thing was it shows how influential Stephen Amell is. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted that to happen. Oh yeah. Like as soon as Constantine didn't get picked up, the first thing he did was jump onto social media and be like, "Hey, Matt Ryan." Our show would love to have you. Right. And it, it shows just how much, I don't want to say power, but influence Stephen Mel probably has in that process. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't been booked to a producer yet. 
it's only a matter of time. Like most shows, when they go past like season five ish, yeah, I was gonna say actor, I wouldn't. Maybe later this um, this season five. I wonder if he might get a nod or so. Yeah, but um, but I, I well, a I want to see him direct. He's gonna direct an episode eventually. Yeah, he's gonna write an episode eventually. That's what these stars do, and the CW gives them pretty because they have yeah. so many episodes to do. Um, as long as it's like a filler episode, I guess. But um, I wonder if it's because he's trying to get his movie career going with Ninja Turtles. If he wasn't just as heavily involved, yeah. Because um, we we have no clue what that shooting schedule was like. Yeah, that was probably crazy. Oh yeah, but um, you want to do star ratings for? Yeah, this this season star rating. Um, you want to go first? I'm giving it a solid three point five. Okay. As a whole, definitely yep. uh, the weakest of our main shows because I think the other shows we were we were in the fours. And yeah, the, four the other shows we were like four, four, five. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would give it a three five. Closer to the three almost for me. Real to me, closer to a four. Mm. Like slightly over a three five. And not a four though, because it wasn't as good as the other ones, but um if you look at previous seasons, um it was definitely better than season three. Um, oh, much better than season three. Probably just as good as season two. Um, and but season one is probably the best season they've had. Oh yeah, season two though is my personal favorite, but season one is really good. Yeah, because um, you know everybody's kind of nervous about this show. Because yes. we just gotten uh, Justin Hartley's The Green Arrow on Smallville, and everybody's like expecting that. This was like gritty and real. Yeah. Um. So yeah, anything else we want to talk about? Or you want to talk about next? Next season, season five. You want to talk to a little wild dog? Yeah, let's let's talk kind of what we expect. Okay. Um, let let's. Do you want to talk wild dog first? Yeah, I mean. All right, so it was announced that the that's our big news. That's really the only thing we know about. We can't even five. say big news because we had no clue who wild dog was. We had to look this up, and you found the most interesting uh, tidbit or fun fact about wild tidbit. dog. Tidbit. 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 Yes. This is a fun word. You um, can use it. But yeah, while researching him, one of his like researching. Yeah. I know how to do that. Classy podcast um, over here. We're getting new equipment too. <laughs> yeah. But um one of his like main villains is going to help with crossovers. If they use it, that is. Yes. But um Maxwell Lord from Supergirl is one of his like main villains. And that's, his corporate and Maxwell Lord's corporation. Yeah. That's pretty interesting, and I'm. It's actually, a great choice. If they combine these universes, it'll be perfect. Yeah, like they knew they were gonna do this huge crossover, mm-hmm. and they know they have Supergirl, and Maxwell Lord is part of Supergirl. I mean, genius. It's it's gonna be interesting, and if they use it for that, if they do, and I think that that'd be a, a really, I, I think they will, um, because other than that, I don't see really why they would have him in here. Mm-hmm. But that that's a little tidbit exciting news about Wild Dog. Um, so do you want me to do a little brief history of Wild yeah. Dog? All right, so Wild Dog was actually a character named Jack Wheeler, and he went to college on a football scholarship. He dropped out due to an injury and spent some time in the Marines. He quit that after most of his squad was killed by a terrorist bomb. He returned to the Quad Cities and began taking night classes. His new girlfriend was targeted and slain by Hitman as she was secretly the the daughter of a Chicago crime boss. Armed with a Jadomatic, is that the name? GG95PDW, and a pair of electrified shot gloves. His costume consists of camouflage pants, combat boots, a local college football jersey, emblazoned with a snarling red dog, and a hockey mask to conceal his identity. So he is a, a street level vigilante. Yeah, um, he's t- to me to compare him to someone else is kind of like um, a Punisher. Yes, he Almost. is not um, afraid to kill. He he's guns, um, like Punisher is. Um, I mean, he does have those electric shock gloves. I'm sure they're not going to do it though. No, but um, but yeah, he's more of like a Punisher. Um, type based off of I feel like um, so I wonder how they're going to use it because now Oliver is kind of part of that whole 
I'm not really into the killing thing. Yeah, just as like Daredevil. Yeah, and then Punisher comes along, who's I'm all about the killing. Yeah, because it's a a final measure. It's like yes, you you know you beat these guys down, they get back up. What I do is permanent. They don't get back up. So it'll be interesting to see because you and I were talking off air that we have not seen another vigilante that challenges Oliver's beliefs. No. Um, the closest we probably would have gotten was Roy when he was on the Mirakuru because he would get so violent. Yes. Um, but I am super excited to kind of see, I want to see Oliver try and take him under his wing. Yeah. I want to see it not go well. Yeah. And I also want to see them have serious debates on, about the ethics of what they do. Yes. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm going back to Daredevil. I feel like this is going to be Daredevil season two. A little bit. You know, um. Which Daredevil season two was really good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not trying to knock Arrow for doing it if they're gonna do it that way, or even knock Daredevil. But um, I, I feel like it's going to be something like that, where he's kind of alone. Then all of a sudden, all these deaths start happening because people shooting him, and he kind of goes out trying to find out who it is. I can see them like having him having like just the hockey mask at first yeah it's almost kind of ironic considering the casey jones stuff yeah it makes you feel like they really knew what they were doing there oh, like yeah. ah, i remember this mask you wore in that yeah. movie i'm i'm sure it's got same mask and everything i'm sure it's got something to do with that and like i said the whole maxwell lord thing mm-hmm. but oh, you gotta love the cw you gotta love the CW. stuff like that um but yeah, any uh, expectations for season five? Not really, because there's not too much about it out there. Because we really didn't. Because the end of season four didn't really give us anything other than that we know the whole team, with the exception of Felicity and Oliver. Yeah, they're, they're everyone's really the left. only ones that kind of know yeah. where they are. Um, like our other shows, like left us with stuff to. To ponder, to ponder over. and stuff like that. Like, this didn't really give mm-hmm. us anything, so we it's kind of really... hard to talk about expectations. I mean, other than, like I said, basing off of Wild Dog. That's really all we can expect. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to see kind of him struggling with the mayor and vigilante roles. I think that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you he's going to ask, what are you going to do about the Green Arrow? Because if Give remember, him a medal! Who the the ex mayor? What was her stance on that? Arrest all vigilantes. No, that was Rubey. Yeah, when she was mayor. <laughs> That's what I said. That doesn't count really. No. Um, you know? Yeah, it'll be. Cu- I'm curious to kind of see where mm-hmm. they go with that. I think that'll be a fun. <laughs> He's gonna go. Well, I'm not gonna arrest myself. I mean, um, the Green Arrow. The Green Arrow is so handsome and charming. I can't arrest him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'm excited. I, I hope they learned from the Olicity stuff and we don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. And um, I, I hope that they kind of forget the relationship. Because Flash works so well with very little relationship yeah. drama. Um, really, the only relationship problem we got this season was Patty for a little yeah. bit. I miss her. Imagine if she moves to Star City. No. Um, and then slightly him and Iris. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. It was pretty far, few and far between yep. on Flash, but God, every yeah. episode of Arrow. Seriously. But seriously. <laughs> but uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? Or are we going to... No, that pretty much does it. Well, we we'd love to hear up. your thoughts on this season of Arrow. Obviously, a lot happens, a lot of good, a lot of bad. You heard our thoughts. We want to hear yours. So how? what's the best way for people to get in touch with us? Um, best way to get in touch with us is either Facebook or on email you can search us on facebook just look up the multiverse fancast um you can write on our on the wall on there with any of your responses to any of our questions or if you have any comments um or you can message us on facebook or email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com those are the best ways to reach us if you want to talk to us or give us your thoughts on some things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at MVFanCast. You do that so much better than me. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you could download us at uh, the Podbean app or on iTunes or the Satchel Podcast app. Just look up the Multiverse FanCast. 
and we will pop up on any three of those sites. Yes, we will. Yep. Um, kind of news for us, just uh, to kind of end up, we are in the process of getting brand new equipment. Um, we are in the process of getting, a prof I guess, a professional sound editor or auditory expert, Mr. Vanicoro, to uh, kind of help us out and get us started. What are you making faces for? The way you said that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, you know, we're not talking here. No. <laughs> well, I'm hosting. I have to talk. But uh, And we're also playing around with the idea of eventually doing a video feed on yes. YouTube so you guys can actually see this terrible, terrible process we go through. It's basically us just rolling back and forth and, in our chair. And hide our beverages. Yes, and hide our adult yes. beverages. Um, <laughs> I feel, they, feel, they must think that we're like the worst. We are. Wait, what? And uh, the last thing we have to mention is we have to congratulate one of our listeners... Our best friend, Timmy Loalbo, for earning his black belt at our weekend retreat this past weekend. Yeah, Timmy. He uh, did an awesome job. He broke concrete. We're proud of him. His uh, his parents talked our ears off the entire weekend about uh, the podcast. Yeah. And we wanted to thank you guys for your support. And uh, Timmy did an awesome job, buddy. We love you. We're awesome you. job, Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. But uh, I guess that wraps us up. As always, I'm Mags. And I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash.